Hey, everybody. You know, Mark and I have over 20 years of experience as therapists and as addicts in long-term successful recovery. We know better than anyone what works and what doesn't to break out of porn and sex addiction, heal betrayal trauma, and reclaim your relationship. And we've poured all of our personal and professional recovery and healing experience into a first-of-its-kind program for addicts, spouses, and couples. We call it Dare to Connect. At least four times every week, we engage with you in real time, in the trenches, giving you the knowledge and the tools to take back your life and relationship. Whatever else you've done on your journey for healing and recovery, you've never done anything like this. You know, Mark and I, we've made all the mistakes, so you don't have to. Don't reinvent the wheel. We all know tomorrow never comes. Look, don't wait one more day to change. Claim your free two-week trial today at daretoconnectnow.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Moore. And I'm Mark Castleman. We know the pain and heartbreak of porn and sex addiction. And we know the triumph of breaking completely free. Every day, we help our clients find hope and healing. Join us in the fight to take back your life, your marriage, and be stronger than ever. This is the PBSC Squared Podcast. Yeah, I remember for me, I was I was on my back porch of my house and I I had my face in my hands and I was weeping. I mean, just weeping mm-hmm. bitterly like a little baby. I was I was literally having a complete breakdown, just crying and yeah. crying. I just finished a addiction binge over days, just betrayed my wife again, was completely absent from my kids. You know, the dad who was there in, in, in uh, you know, physical body, but was absent in every other way. And I just felt all of that again, right? It, there, it, the aftermath again of having acted out. And I was yeah. just on my porch, just broken. I was just a broken man. Uh, my heart mm-hmm. was broken. My, my soul was broken. I just, just complete hopelessness. Like, I, I will never escape this. I will never come out of this. Um, there's no hope for me. I'm, I'm just, I'm just so done. And that was a real, that was a real uh, mm, kind of a fork in the road for me. There, there were a number of them, but that was when I remember Yeah. that I was, I like to say it, you know, that uh, when the, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, you know, when the soil has mm, been cultivated, yeah. that something can be planted. And I'll tell you, I was, I was a man who was ready, ready to receive something some sort of hope to get on some kind of path to have some kind of change. Yeah. It's, you get to those dark places where you're, I, I think, you know, you're ready and boy, it took a lot to get me to that place. Whew. Yeah. I mean, so many, I think for so many of us, I know for you, for me, it's, there are so many little and big experiences that, you know, for, for us addicts, I think that that causes us to chip through all of that stuff, at least just enough to do something to write all of the, all of the, 
the denial and the thinking errors and the pride, the shame. I mean, there's a just there are it's so thick uh, for for us. I, I mean, I I look back and I. I remember just looking at the guy in the mirror and not knowing who that is and just staring at myself thinking, what have I, how did I get here? You know, what have I, how did this happen? How did I get to a place where I can say and do such horrible, awful things to my spouse? How did I get to a place? How did I become a person who in a moment of, Anger demands a divorce. And even more so demands a divorce on the outside, presenting it as we're done. You're the problem. I can't make this work. When internally it was the exact opposite. Uh, feeling done because I just, I was never going to make it as a, as a husband. My, the, the kindest thing that I could do was to release my wife and myself from this insanity mm. that we were stuck in. Yeah. This is never ending roller coaster. And I, too many conversations similar to what you're talking about, where I would just go out and I would say something or do something or act a certain way. And I, I, I mean, I've talked about it in lighter tones before, but I, I remember my wife coming to me one day, uh, one of many times, and you know we'd we'd already kind of had a fight earlier, and it was my fault, and I once again lost it about you know something related to, to the addiction or the dinner she made or something because you know I just everything was critical, and she came in vulnerable and just tried to say you know, I'm just really worried for us and I'm scared and I just cut her off. And I said, I already had the line prepared. You know, I, I don't know what to tell you, lady. You know, I'm, this is who I am and this is how it is. And if you don't like it, there's the door. You can leave. And I remember just the look on her face and her stepping back and just like, just, just shock. She didn't, it wasn't even anger. It was that same look I, I felt inside, right? Like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> just who are you? And I remember it was all I could do to just act stoic. I don't remember if she went back in the bedroom again or if she actually left. But the minute she left the room, I just, just wept. Mm. Shocked at what I had just done. Not 30 seconds before what I just said. I mean, I, I in, in the space of just a phrase and other instances like it, I, I said and uttered things that I never in my wildest imagination could ever picture coming out of my mouth mm. or doing the things that I did. And, and like you, it's, it's that, you know, it's that tipping point of, you know, there's that there, we all have a journey. I think when it comes to the pain leading up to change and the relationship between, between those, you know, everybody has that point in time where they hit that critical mass where, you know, the, the, the pain, and this is true, I think, for addicts, and I think it's true for spouses, both, where we get to a point where we become so desperate, so 
just so overwhelmed and muddied in, in the pain where we get to a point of, you know, a couple of lines of logic, you know, one of them is, you know, why not? Yeah. Why not try it? Why not? You know, I mean, what, what's working, I'm, I'm, I'm dead anyway. Right. And, and I remember you and I have talked about this often and I think our addicts can, 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 can reason in with this. I, I just, I don't, there's no purpose for me going on. There's no purpose in trying. So I may as well just do the exact opposite of what I'm doing. Right. And there are other reasons why, but it is, uh, this tipping point is, 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 uh, is important to, to talk about because it's, it, uh, well, for many reasons, but I think the biggest is, is, is because we all have to hit that point in order for this journey that we're all on this, this part of the bigger journey that we're on to really take, take root, take a different turn. Yeah. And, and, you know, the place that gets, this gets tricky is uh, the tendency can be now to say, okay, I just need to have that rock bottom experience. And that one is going to be the thing that does it for me. Yeah. But for me yeah. personally, I had lots of tipping points. Yes. Uh, when, when I talk about myself, I say, I, I, yeah, I hit rock bottom lots of times. And then what I would do is I, I would just walk along the bottom. I'm what I call a, a bottom walker. Yeah. And I would hear people in recovery. Yeah, there has to be that rock bottom experience where it finally does it for you. And that, and that's true. I, I have had clients where that's the case and I've seen it, but for me, that wasn't the way it worked because yeah. I just keep hitting the bottom and hitting the bottom. And I had lots of opportunities to make a decision to dare to do something different, to dare to start to, to hope, to start to believe. Yeah. And for, I would say actually decades, I kept having those rock bottom experiences and I didn't act. I just, mm. for some reason, couldn't find a way to start to come out of it a little bit. Yeah. You know, and so for me, it was, it was, it was one of those, you know, particularly deep, dark rock bottom experience where I finally did, finally did dare to start to do a little bit of something, you know, to just get on yeah. the track and that, and that made all the difference. And, and even then I'm, you know, to be totally authentic recovery, recovery wasn't a done deal for me. I went up and down and all around. Yeah, uh, I would say that I was in recovery probably for a good 10 years before it really, what I would say, stuck. Mm. Like where I lived it, I ate it, I slept it. It became part of me. It was just who I, who I was. That took, that took probably close to a decade. Yeah. So yeah. I don't want to discourage people listening. I am, I'm dense. I'm a slow learner. <laughs> you got to take not the two by four to Mark's head, the 12 by 12. It takes me a long time to get stuff. Um, but I say that in case we've got people listening who, who have hit rock bottom. They've tried. They did recovery for a while. They fell back out. It's been up and down. Even for you, I know what that feels like. Don't give up on yourself. Like, yeah. I like to say it takes what it takes. And that's different for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, the journey, the journey to getting to this point is such a, it's just such a rocky road. You know, when you, 
to, to make that leap, like you said, I think it, I think for most of us, I would agree. It is a, it's a multi-step event. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is kind of that, I guess we can all kind of point to a, a, a major event or two, but I think if I'm using a, a real visceral example, those events are just like, I've been like the, the spear has been getting stabbed into my side for years now. And it finally just nicked an internal organ that was bad enough that I right. <laughs> said, okay, you know? Yeah. Uh, Cause there is, it's just that gradual process. And, and I think that, you know, we are up against so much. And again, this is true for addicts and for spouses. Uh, I know for me, a real huge factor I mean, I, hopelessness is not even the word. Like that doesn't even do it justice. I don't. I don't have. I lack the vocabulary to 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 describe the place that I got to. the The idea of me changing, I had given up on so long before. Like yeah, like the word really I think changing. of is resignation. You're resigned yes. to yeah. the fact that you're going to be this forever. Yeah, I, I just it it, it was I, I was very much at a point where I was I was one hundred percent the thing that was getting me into recovery. Well, this is first of all, it had nothing to do with my worth. No, but the second thing that it had, I mean, I guess it did in terms of pain avoidance. But and it, you know, I I hate to say this, but it's it's the truth. So we we speak the truth. It was completely from my wife. And not even in the context of necessarily making things better. It was just in the context of trying to delay what I had, I'll use your terminology, resigned myself to as just being inevitable. Mm. You know, if I do these token things, if I make these efforts, quote unquote, if I go to this meeting or if I go meet with this therapist, I can push off that inevitability just a little longer. Mm. I can hang on to the shreds of this marriage that that I wanted so long ago and for so long and had just destroyed over time. I could hold on to the shreds and just keep it around for just a little bit more before my wife left, figured out how bad I was and found another man to be with. Yeah. And, and that was, that was the motivator. It wasn't even to, Oh, good, good grief. Could we make a change? And I wish I could even tell you, I, I did it to alleviate her pain. I probably did to a degree, but really through a selfish lens, right. Of, of just trying to keep that going. And, and I think it's good to talk about that because so often, you know, we look at those, those reasons, those externals, as we talk about in here, right. As the, we look at those as being, you know, not crucial, not deserving, not meaningful reasons for getting for getting serious, right? Or for actually making that leap and doing something different. Yeah, because a lot of times one of the cliches you hear in recovery or healing is you've got to do it for yourself. If you're not doing it for yes. you, it, it, then it, it's, it doesn't have the power. It doesn't matter. It's not real. Mm-hmm. And I actually don't agree with that. Yeah. I think whatever it takes to get you on the path, take it. You know, I often tell guys, if if I hear some clomping up the stairs and my door bursts open in my group room and a wife has got a gun to a guy's head and he obediently goes and sits in the chair, 
I'm like, hallelujah, you got here and I don't care how. <laughs> I don't care what he does in here for the next hour and a half, but he doesn't leave this room. That's right. You got him here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so whatever, <clears throat> whatever gets you on that track, you know, that's what gets you there. Now, of course, there's progress and growth and learning and evolution. And I can tell you today, um, the reason I'm in recovery is for me. Because I like, I like the man that I am today as, as a result of all these years and even decades of work. So yes, I, I, I am worth it. I do deserve it. Yeah. And I get to be that, I get to be the guy I always wanted to be for my wife and for my kids and for the people around me. It's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. But boy, I did not start there. I was yeah. the least worthy of somebody of changing. Totally. I don't deserve to be free of this addiction. I'm a loser. I'm a piece of crap. Nobody like me deserves to ever be happy or peaceful or fulfilled or anything. So there's no way I was going to do it for me. Yeah, I, I, and I, I'm glad you mentioned that, you know, before we, before we started today, I remember <laughs> you threw out that initial phrase of, of, you know, I've got to do it for me and I don't agree with it. And I remember kind of getting a lump in my throat, like, oh, crap, I thought I knew Mark really well, because I, <laughs> I say that crap like once a week. And I say it to all my clients, and I'm pretty sure it's in our book. And <laughs> I really do feel that way. But I, I think that, you know, as, as we talked about it more, I, I, you know, I think we are on the same page with that. Because at the end of the day, I've never seen anything be sustainable in the long run to do it for ourselves, you know, to, to get to a point where we do it for us. And we talk about that often, so we won't today. But you're right. I mean, whatever the thing is that gets you in the door, yep. whatever the thing is that gets you to that first session, whatever that thing is, is that just says, you know, blanket, like I'm, I'm, I'm just, why not? You know? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Or my wife's finally had it and I can see it on her face. She's leaving me tomorrow. I guess yeah. I bet, I guess I better get serious. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Or, Steve told me that, you know, his story, and I felt this little teeny tiny sliver of hope. So, yes. You know what? I'll dare to believe him a little bit. Absolutely. Well, and again, our, our amazing spouses, our amazing partners of, of, of these men and women that struggle, uh, you know, as, as bad as the struggle is for the addict, I think wives and, and, and again, in some cases, husbands face that same challenge just through the lens of something that they have no making and creating mm -hmm. you know but they're asking themselves that same question of because i i know too many spouses and not necessarily because they're going to get hit or beat or anything like that per se although that does happen but more more so along along not physical lines but emotional lines is it worth it right i have i've tried to bring this up in a thousand ways and no matter what I do, I run into his ego or his pride yep. or he goes to that hopeless shame place and wants to kill himself or write any number of the things that, that we've all heard. And I think many spouses also get to that place where they, you know, they kind of have to resign themselves, right? Using that word again to, I guess this is the marriage that I'm going to be in. I can either leave or, or this is what I get. Yeah. You know, this is where I'm at and we've got three kids and I've had too many conversations where wives feel they're feeling that desperation in that place of, you know, I've had wife after wife tell me, 
I don't want to be with him anymore, but I can't do it by myself. And I'm stuck. You know, I don't know what to do. And, and so I think they face, face a lot of that same crisis is the, is the pain and the fallout worth really getting honest in a newer, deeper, maybe just a one more time way that I've done before about saying, look, this is the damage that this is doing to me, to you, to us. And I can't go on anymore. Yeah. It's intolerable. Yeah. Yeah. So that can get you to that place. Absolutely. Um, you know, so our message today is if you, if you find yourself in a place where you're not in, uh, you know, deep on the track, committed, working at recovery or healing, and you're having trouble getting there, you need to find something. I don't care what it is. <laughs> Grasp onto something that will give you that little oomph that you need to get on the path. Something. Find it. Find yes. it, you know, find it inside you, outside you. I don't care how external it is, right? You know, the externals can get you on the track. And, you know, you and I, Steve, of course, when we talked about it a little bit, we both agree that, yes, you do need to get to the place where you're doing it for you. Absolutely. Yes. But it rarely starts there. I don't think it ever does, really. Yeah, you might be. I think you're right. Like, even for guys ever? who say that they, they are, right? I think that they, they don't really know what that even means. Yeah, yeah. They don't really know what that is. So, yeah, you know, search deep inside yourself and say, what, what, can I, what can I grasp onto that's going to finally get me serious, like dead serious about real change? What is it? Right? Grab hold of that and let it fuel you, let it move you, let it push you to take to take the steps that you need to take, like right now, starting today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 I know this has been a this has been an intense, <laughs> intense podcast. Yes. <laughs> and we and we sense. and we preach so often, so many weeks about the good news and the benefits. And 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 what we're talking about today really is a is good news too. Yes because that's part of the journey. You know, we all, we all have to ride this crazy, rocky, bumpy, treacherous road sometimes to get to the recovery highway yes. and everyone's journey with it is different. And, and like you said, it takes what it takes. And I, I think it has a lot less to do with the more you, we can get away from getting stuck in those questions. You and I have gotten stuck in and countless others of, you know, not just ask, saying, how did I get here? How did this happen? How could I have done that? I mean, that obviously is where it starts, right? But it's, it, it, it's moving to that place of, okay, what's one thing, right? Yep, that I, I can it. do differently than I've done yep. 10,000 times. What's before. one thing that I can start doing different? Just one thing. And just see. Yep. You know, it all starts there. Yes. And being willing to do that one thing because something is moving you. And find out what that is that will move you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, Everybody, we appreciate you. Thank you for do. tuning in. And yep. uh, we care about you. We, we have high hopes for you. And uh, we, will be, we will be with you again next week. All right. Sounds awesome. See ya. Hey, everybody. Mark and Steve here. 
Are you looking to take your recovery and your marriage to the next level? We work with individuals and couples one-on-one. With both in-person and online therapy options, you have access to the experts anytime, anywhere. To learn more, visit us at pbsepodcast.com. Everything expressed on the PBSE podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of an individual qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.